and welcome to episode number 38 of the Kerrville podcast. I'm Mike Taylor and John Barrera. 38 episodes in and man, uh, I've known this guy for a little over a year now. Uh, he is Dr. Rivas from Kerrville Family Dental and I know you're busy and we really appreciate you and we're grateful that you took the time to come in here and kind of share your story with us and uh, it, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Rivas personally. He's uh, done a lot of work for me in the past year and a half, my wife, my kids, Thank and uh, we're very grateful for the work that he's done. And uh, John, do you want to go ahead and kick this thing off with our first question? Yes, Dr. Rivas. Yes, sir. Where is Kerrville Family Dental and what do y'all provide? We're located at 321 Quinlan here in Kerrville, and we provide general uh family style type of uh, dentistry we do most procedures and uh, we treat children and people of all ages children of all ages in fact really you were saying and i didn't know this mike he said mostly women go to the dentist more so than men what'd you say like 30 percent? yeah it's basically from the statistics that i've read about 30 percent of men actually go to see the dentist and around 60 percent of women do so that leaves quite a few people who don't bother going in until I mean, that, they have a problem. That leaves 70% of men out there. Huge amount. So we tend to yeah. see them and they're always having a major problem. And it usually results in like tooth loss or something bad. So that's why it's really important for them to get in on a regular basis, even if they don't think they have anything that's wrong. How important are your teeth? Well, your teeth are super important. First thing they do is uh, the first thing a person notices about you when you smile is you're, when they look at your face, they're looking at your teeth. So mm -hmm. aesthetics are an important consideration. Then the next thing would be chewing. We chew and we eat our food. And if we don't have good teeth to chew with, then we tend to swallow our food kind of whole, which can cause digestive issues. The other problem is that if you don't have teeth, then you don't sound proper. So when you're speaking, it sounds funny. You can have lisps and uh, various problems. So speaking, eating, smiling, attracting someone of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. th those are all things that you rely on with your teeth. That goes back to like our primitive days, right? It does. It also, if you don't have teeth to show when somebody's trying to attack you, then you don't look very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp teeth are, uh, are a good deterrent. Okay, so, so here's another question I have. I've heard that uh, health problems can be can be prevented if your teeth are nice and healthy and clean over the years. I've heard that over and over Me and too. over since I was a little kid. Yes. Can, can you kind of let us know about what, what all that's about? That's absolutely true. If, you, if your mouth isn't clean, uh, we harbor a lot of bacteria in our mouth, all of us. So even the cleanest person, the most meticulous person cleaning their mouth still has a ton of bacteria in their mouth. So if you're not keeping your mouth clean then you'll have a tendency to get things like gum disease. Gum disease means that you have swelling of the gums, which is caused by deposits of uh, food and, and uh, other materials around the gums. That causes inflammation, and over time, that actually erodes the bone. So then the teeth get loose and they fall out. But what happens is during that long period, you've got the bacteria that are there, and sometimes they enter into the bloodstream. So when they do, they can get into your blood system and travel to other parts of your body. The typical place where they go is the heart. So people who have problems with their heart, particularly in the valves, there's some reason we don't really know why, but the bacteria in the mouth like to go to the heart. 
to the valves specifically. Wow. The other thing that they do is they tend to go to artificial joints. So if you happen to have had a shoulder replacement, a hip replacement, or something like that, then they can actually go to those areas also and oh. cause an infection. So those are some of the more common ways, but there are other ways. Obviously you can, I mean, on rare occasions, people can get bacteria that enter into the blood and then end up in the brain and cause a brain abscess. And that's a very rare situation, but it, it has been known to happen. So there are lots of different things that could result in uh, death or, uh, or, or injury just by keeping your mouth dirty. So you got to clean it. Somebody who takes care of their teeth, they're probably more prone to take care of their whole body also. That's true. That's true. And the other thing is that if your immune system isn't in good shape, say you're really stressed and you're always, you, you have an immunocompromised situation or you have a disease that causes immunocompromise or if you have uh, medications that you take which cause you to be immunocompromised, all those things will cause your mm. mouth uh, to be more susceptible to injury from those bacteria because now there's nothing to keep them in check. So again, if your mouth's not clean, they can be the source of going out to other parts of the body, but the other parts of the body can affect the mouth to be vulnerable to the bacteria that are in the, in the mouth themselves. Mike, I've also noticed going into a situation with a clean, fresh mouth, my mentality is at a hundred percent. My, my confidence is at a hundred percent. And uh, I read during Vietnam that when, you know, they'd be in the, they'd be in the, you know, hunkered down for, for a while that they say a, a good way to lift the morale is just brush your teeth. <laughs> I think, I think it's great because it, there's nothing worse than standing next to somebody who's breathing on you and it smells bad. Now, being a dentist, that's something that we're kind of accustomed to. It's an oh, occupational hazard. Yeah. So we're used Is to that. Is that why you wear the masks? Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> why we, that's why we didn't have as many problems as everyone else with COVID. We've been wearing masks oh. forever. COVID. <laughs> he, he was talking about COVID. Um, what, what, are, what are the myths behind coming to the dentist now? And uh, did, did the your income of your patients... You know, did that fluctuate during COVID? It did. Actually, I mean, for a while, we were actually mandated by the government to shut down. So we were only able to see people Whoa. just for emergencies. So if you had like a really serious infection or a broken tooth or something, we could see you. Otherwise, we weren't able to see people for any kind of routine treatment. So that lasted a while. Uh, thank goodness that's gone. But um, in terms of uh, with COVID, uh, people were concerned that if they came to the dentist, they were going to get COVID. And that's kind of not really accurate. There are it's a no, very sterile, sterile place. It is. Yeah. Th there are no documented cases of anyone getting an infection of COVID from the dental office anywhere. And I, I've looked into it and there's zero, none. So with that in mind, then who really is at risk? And when this all started, the American Dental Association, the FDA, all these, you know, different groups, the CDC, they all came out and said, oh, well, you have to do all these things. Well, like the words PPE before two years ago, the general public had never heard of PPE. Well, we've known about it since AIDS back in the 1980s. So for us, we've always been geared up and they've always taught us you're always expected you don't know who you're seeing, so mm -hmm. prepare. That person could have the worst possible situation. You never know. You don't. Yeah. So we're always prepared, which is why for us, dealing with COVID was nothing new at all. It, we used all the standard protocols, which kept us all safe and kept our patients safe. 
But the only thing is they instituted a few other things. And the reason they did was that was to protect the employees and the dentists from patients. Mm. So it really wasn't a matter of safety for for the patients. So it is a completely safe uh, experience if you go in. It, now, two months ago, two years ago, it's it's still the same. It's still safe. I never think of it from the doctor's point of view. I bet that was very difficult. It, it was a little difficult. And we had people who, some people who quit. They just wow, didn't even want to work out yeah. of fear. They were so fearful that they were going to get it. And people were talking about, oh, you're going to get it because we're exposed to aerosols, which are like the uh, when we're blowing water and blowing air and cleaning your teeth. There's lots of stuff in the air. And so a lot of people who were misinformed thought, oh, well, then I'm going to get sick. So but that's not the case. Again, as I said, there's no documentable cases from in the dental office. Mm. And that's very important. Yeah, uh, it is. It's very important to get out there. So going to the dentist is safe. It is absolutely 100% safe. 100 percent safe. Yep. So, OK, so let, let's get back to your how you started yes. and, and how you became a dentist. And, and what is the reason that you decided to become a dentist? Well, <clears throat> all right, let's keep it real here. <laughs> all right. It was the chicks. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I grew up next to a dentist. My, my neighbor was a dentist. He had a beautiful car, a beautiful wife, a beautiful home, wonderful kids. He was always traveling, taking off, going places and enjoying life. So I thought, you know, and he doesn't have to go in after hours. He doesn't have to go to the hospital at 2 a.m. to go and save somebody. So it seemed like a really good type of profession. And I'm a family person. So for me, I wanted to have a family and kids. And it just seemed like that's good for me. I also lived around a lot of other types of uh, medical people, neurologists, anesthesiologists, uh, you name it, all of them. They were all my neighbors. And as a result, I watched all of them having marital issues, divorcing and whatnot. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were constantly gone. They weren't at home. So my friends, dads, we never saw them, almost never saw them, but we'd always see the mom. So it was just kind of, to me, it didn't scream, this is family life. This is more, this would be harder. And so I kind of didn't want to go toward the physician side. Although there was a time that I thought plastic surgery was something that I wanted to do because I saw a show and I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be great to be able to help somebody change their face and, and, and make them feel better about themselves? So for that reason, that's why I started kind of gearing that way. But then in the end, I changed and said, no, I'm going to stick with dentistry. And I enjoy doing that with people. I like to try and change their faces in the way of making their mouths, their smiles, and everything look better in that part of the face. So, so you, you had a certain mindset growing up. Yes, I did. You were going to be some kind of physician. Yes, I, I did. My father was a, a professor, and so was my mother. And so I... Most of the people who are in my family are in education. Uh, so, but everyone I lived around were all in the medical field. They were all the physicians. I, I grew up in a smaller town. And so we lived in an area where it was just pretty much physicians. So I kind of always admired their lifestyle. I admired the things that they had and the things that they could do. And it just seemed like a very rewarding experience. So initially it was a very superficial, which is what, most you know 10 year old 12 year old 15 year olds think but as it progresses and you get mature you realize the reason you're doing it is you're trying to help people you're trying to make a living of course and you want to have a good living so that you can give your family uh best what, life best yeah. life that you can 
but I this is not a, a, a job that anybody's going to get rich at from doing the actual dentistry. So, really? No. So if you no, could no, talk I, to your there are some self. who there are some who are, but that's a whole nother. That might be another segment we'll have to. Yeah, have. Yeah. yeah. Episode two of Doctor Reeves. Hey, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think your your environment with with all of these medical professionals and uh, really high high class, not high class, but just um, highly educated, at very people, very do you well think trained, that has has to do with the way you grew up. I do. I do. It, it just it's. I think when you surround yourself with people that are educated that you want to become educated and you just want to go that way. So it's kind of in an, in an odd sort of uh, opposite. A lot of my friends decided to become professors because they loved what my dad did and they enjoyed that. So they thought my dad had it made. He was a, a, a university professor. Uh, he taught at USC and at Stanford and then he taught in a smaller university up in California. And so they liked his lifestyle where he had summers off. He, he was somebody who would sit around and actually talk to them and enjoy their company and talk to them and ask them questions as kids. So my father was a great listener, whereas a lot of my friend's dads were not. They weren't there. So, it, uh, so, so in kind of an odd turn, uh, a lot of my friends went into uh, education and I went toward the medical. That reminds me of rich dad, poor dad. It's yes, it's something similar to that. Did yep. you did you kind of manifest manifest your your future? Did you? I mean, you. There's a difference between, and, and this is what I'm learning. There's there's a difference between wanting to do something and knowing yeah, you're going I, to do something. I don't. You know, I don't think there's anything I ever knew except that I knew I wanted to get an education. My father and my mother would have never let me do anything but get an education and, and an advanced degree at that. There was no way I wasn't going to. And if, you have several degrees. Too. I do. I do. So the reason is that if if that's the level that they achieved, then they wanted me to at least achieve or exceed that. And that's the reason why I, I knew I had to do that. So that was a mandate for my family. All of my family are university uh, graduates and most are as I say, either have PhDs, two masters, MBAs, uh, uh, JD, uh, you name it. So, wow. So it's just education was important for us, regardless yeah. of what we were going to do with it. But it had to happen. So my dad and mom said, "You can be an engineer, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, be what you want, but you have no choice but to go to college." So I never had. Am I going to go to college? It was never a question you knew. for me. You I knew it was going to happen. But I didn't know I was yeah. going to be a dentist. But as I said, seeing Dr. Uh, his name was Dr. Moon and Dr. Moon next door, I just thought, you know, what a great lifestyle that would be. That's a good yeah. aspect of this uh, health sciences. And as I said, he was great. He was my dentist. He took good care of me. And um, I mean, I remember having a good positive experience in there. So it was also he who made that impression on me that made a difference in my life. Because if I had not been around dentists that were nice, caring, and right, actually right. worried about so important. me, then I, I probably would have hated going to a dentist. On a daily basis, someone walks in, I meet them, and they say, no offense, but I hate the dentist. No offense, but I don't like you. 
Well, Dennis kind of have awesome. a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a it's like, nice to meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Let, let's get this out here because Dennis kind of have a bad. There's been a lot of jokes right. about Dennis over yes, the years. Absolutely, there's a there's a stigma that goes along with with the dentist. You know, there is there is because we do things that uh, require some aspects to be unpleasant, like giving right. shots. Shots are always going to be unpleasant. I mean, it's not well. No, I shouldn't say always, but they can be unpleasant. And there are certain aspects like the drilling, the noise, the water, uh, lying back and being vulnerable to uh, to strangers standing over you with a bright light on you. It's it's kind of really imposing. Is, How do you make? It, has anybody ever woken up and thought they were had been abducted by aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. What <laughs> no, 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 oh, and man. no probing or anything like that. No, no. Uh, I know where your mind's going, Mike. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> oh, <just> like, you <laughs> know, awesome. a stranger no. standing over you with the it's, bright light. It's know? pretty weird. It, it could be pretty strange, but oh, man. but it's just um, yeah, it's it's a tough thing for people to handle. But I think for me, I look at it this way: if you whoever you see as a dentist, if you don't like, if if a they they're not good listeners, b they're not good communicators, c they seem to care more about other things while they're talking to you. Those aren't good signs. Then, mm. in a sense, you're looking at somebody who just is looking at you as a task. And they're task-oriented. Yeah. They're here to get a job done. Get on next one. And that's not what you want. What you want is somebody who's more goal-oriented. They're not here to just fix you and make you perfect. The goal is to get everything in place and make it as good as it can be, as good as you want it to be as the patient. But it's not our duty to tell you what you need to do. So we're not here to just get through A to Z and finish up your work. We're, we're here really to help you get what you want out of it. So that's, a, that's over a period. It's a goal. It's not a task. So the comfort of your patient is priority to you. It is. To it me. is. Yeah, absolutely. Because let me say this. I had a filling done, and it was in, all the way in the back of my mouth about six months ago at Dr. Revis's office. And usually, you know, when I've gotten fillings in the past, I'm, there's some some discomfort or or just complete pain yeah. that comes out of it not not this time not with dr revis well, it was literally pain-free i remember telling you that i, I remember i was like yes. i was blown away it was it was a great experience so you are Thank a you. patient of dr revis i am my my family we're all patients of dr mm-hmm. revis i I, yeah. I can already tell you're a humble man mike please tell how how helpful this this man is he's extremely you. helpel Thank you. you know Thank you chelsea chelsea Absolutely. and i don't i don't think she'll mind me saying this you know chelsea hadn't been to the dentist in quite a long time and she went in and started seeing dr revis and now she's I think as good as she can get, you know, and her teeth look great. So thank Man. you for that, Dr. Revis. Oh, thank you. you know, and Lincoln, thank you for Lincoln entrusting had, me in that. Lincoln just had a bunch of cavities filled with Dr. Revis all at one time, you know, and uh, that was a great experience for him. He, you know, he'll go back to the dentist. Well, we had the, and, we had the good fortune of using some sedation there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but always he's helps. not afraid to go back to the dentist. And, <laughs> Happy and, juice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but those, but that type of thing, again, if you're, if you, if you can get your patients through the treatment and you can help them, then they're not upset. They're not uh, angry. They don't have those bad feelings toward us. And that's always been my goal because, again, I want you to come to me and be my patient for as long as I'm practicing. Yeah. And some people look at you as kind of a hit and run where they do what they're going to do. And, and you never I've got them. everything from you I need. And, and you're now you're out of here. You're no longer at the mm. top of my list because I've finished with you. 
But it, it's not that. It's it's a long-term goal. And that goal is a, a, a good doctor-patient relationship and hopefully some friendships out of that. Is that what separates you? Is that why... Is that why you're so prominent in town? Um, I I couldn't say why. Uh, you know, if that's the case, the way I feel is, I think I think my patients appreciate that I listen to them and I I care about what their needs are. And a lot of times we have people who come in and they they're just scared. They'll say to me, "Oh, I I didn't want to come in. I've been in ten years, and the reason I haven't is because I'm so embarrassed. You, this is the worst mouth you're ever going to see in your whole." career and i'll say okay well let's take a look and they open their mouth and they've got like two little things to do that are broken and they're and they're ugly things that can be fixed but they're to these people they see it as like it's the worst thing in the world and i see it as no i can help you get past that and so for me it's to show them and to educate them i always tell patients half of my job is to fix you the other half is to educate you mm. because if I don't educate you, you're just going to go back and do the same thing you did before. Like put the tongue ring in, you know, you, where you break how, your teeth. How bad is a tongue ring? Really bad. Really? really bad. I, yeah. I always, almost I every that. person who gets a tongue piercing usually is going to break a tooth, even if they use the acrylic ones as opposed to the metal ones. And I, I know that firsthand because when I was 18, 19, I had a tongue ring. My. <laughs> And it was screwing yeah. up my teeth. It, it I, I could feel it literally. It was, it was screwing up my teeth. And I literally, one day I was driving down the road and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I, I twisted it off and threw it out the window of my vehicle. And that was closed the up. smartest yeah. thing yeah, you ever closed did. closed up. And yeah. yeah, it's been, you know, quite a while back. But yeah. So again, teaching people about things like that and instructing them and telling them, look, here's what it can do. It's your choice. But here's the what, what can happen if you don't if you're not thinking about it. Same thing with eating things. There are a lot of people who don't recognize a lot of damage that they do. Like they constantly tell me, oh, I have, you know, I don't know how I could possibly have a cavity. You know, I have perfect teeth and I'm very healthy and I eat salmon, you know, with lemon on it. And then I drink a glass of white wine and that's good for the blood. And then I have a nice vinaigrette salad. And I think to them, okay, want to know why you have cavities? Because you just filled your mouth with acid. You don't understand that acid is going to eat away the enamel. And that's where you get the cavities. So even though you're healthy and you run marathons and you're eating properly, you're not seeing the effects of sports drinks, which have are high in acid again, or things that have carbohydrates, sugars that you're unaware of. A lot of people think, oh, well, I don't eat candy. I don't give my kids candy. They're, you know, diabetic, but we give them X, Y, and Z. And these things are all other types of things yeah, that can cake cause and, yeah. yeah. So, so there's so many things to it. So I like to try and talk to the patient and instruct them and help them. If I educate them, they won't make those mistakes again. They won't be, end up back here. And then all they do is come in for a cleaning. They're happy and everything's good. Dr. Rivas, what's one of the biggest food uh, myths that you've heard or that oh. is common for you oh. that we wouldn't know? Well, one of the, the biggest ones is like people putting lemon in their water. What's that, wrong with that? Or or apple cider vinegar in their water. Those things, because they're high, they're high in acid, and the acid eats away at the teeth. So when it eats at the enamel, you develop cavities, or it just wears out the teeth, and then you get sensitivity. Mm. So there are things that can be done to fix that. But again, a person should know what you can eat and how to eat it responsibly. Because the other thing you can do that most people don't, Again, dentists don't even talk about this to their patients because, well, they don't have time. They're busy. So, but I like to try and tell them, 
chew some sugarless gum right after a meal. You're not going to go brush. I'm sure right after your show, you grab something to eat and you're on to your next project. Right. You're yeah. not gonna, you yeah. can't go brush. So what are you going to do? Well, the best thing you can do is eat, some, uh, chew some sugarless gum. That helps stimulate the saliva. The saliva brings minerals that remineralize the acid that was made by the carbohydrates in your mouth. So that wow. helps. You can chew some Tums. You can chew a Tums if you've been eating certain things that are really high in acid, and that reduces the acid. It's, it's just simple chemistry, but it helps protect your teeth. So acid's right up there with sugar as of damage to your teeth. Huh? There's, there's the myth. If I took your teeth out of your head and stuck them in a jar and put them in a jar of sugar for a thousand years, nothing would happen if there are no bacteria. Now, in the presence of bacteria... They will eat the sugar, create acid, and rot your teeth. So they dissolve your teeth with acid. So where is the damage happening from sugar? It's that sugar is being converted to acid by bacteria. That's why brushing the bacteria away and flossing it away is going to help reduce the numbers of the bacteria that can eat the, the carbohydrates or the sugars and make that acid. I'm learning today, Mike. That is incredible. That, <laughs> I that didn't is, know that. That blows me away, man. I, I, I've i never put all that together before or had anybody explain it to me before, but that all makes 100% sense. So if you know these things, and these are all things that we should be teaching our kids. In the past, we used to go to schools and go talk to kids about these things, and we were allowed to. Uh, certain changes, of course, with COVID and everything else don't allow for that anymore. But it's important that parents know that they shouldn't feed their kids and then put their kids to bed. Like people who get up in the middle of the night and have a snack and then don't brush it, that's just that the carbohydrates, again, are sitting there overnight. The longer the time they've and got to break down, just... acid's eating away, wailing on those teeth. And eventually, you get cavities. Mm. So the other people, like we were talking about guys who don't come in, typical truck drivers, they're on the road all the time. They can't get to the dentist. They can't park their 18-wheeler. They can't find a dentist that's open during the hours they happen to be in a town. They struggle. So I do see a lot of them. I take a lot of emergencies from those people. And having a good friend who was a long hauler, he would always tell me, well, to keep awake, we drink Mountain Dew, we chew sunflower seeds, we eat whatever. And that's the reason why their teeth rot so much, because a lot of times truck drivers have really bad teeth. And it's for that reason. It's all the stuff they're consuming and hitting their teeth with over many, 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 many hours. They should be chewing that gum exactly. you were talking about. That's yeah. exactly right. Chewing the gum, chewing the sugarless gum would help them mm -hmm. and avoiding Mountain Dew. What about people that want to go to the dentist, but they're like, you know what? I don't want to buy an insurance. I don't want to get dental insurance. And Dental insurance is a, is a kind of a dicey thing. In, in some people's cases, it, it helps them, and in others, it doesn't. If your employer pays for it and it doesn't cost you anything, then you might as well use it. But if you have to pay for it and it comes out of your monthly salary, then you're probably better off just taking that same amount you're giving for the premiums, putting it away in a bank account or in a piggy bank, and then using it when you need it for dental services. Because while dental services are generally expe expensive for the vast majority of people, at the same time, uh, you're when you have insurance, you're paying toward an insurance, and the insurance company's taking the money, but if you don't get in there to use it, then your money's lost. Whereas if you stick it in your piggy bank or your savings account for a dental fund, then you've got it. You're not giving it to me. Mm -hmm. You're giving it to yourself and using it when necessary. So I, I'm a big uh, fan of people just paying out of pocket 
And the other thing is usually we can work things out. Most people don't recognize it, but like if you have insurance and we don't and we don't charge you your your deductible or we don't charge you the full amount that you're owed, like your copayment, that's considered insurance fraud. So we can't even give you a break. But if you're wow. paying out of pocket, well, there's no rules on that, which means then we can give you a break. And we usually give people a break for either cash or a check. Because for that, I don't have to pay people to now have to bill, uh, produce paper, phone calls, all that ugly. It does. And it it costs the dental office a ton of money to to deal with insurances. So we're better off giving you a deal than to deal with insurances. So it it helps reduce the cost, really. Man. Um, and HSA is probably a good idea too. Yes, HSAs are a very good idea. They are. They're very helpful too. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that about insurance. It's the same idea. The yeah. same kind of idea. Just putting that money to the side. It's there when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. All right. We're kind of nearing the 30 minute mark on right. this podcast already. Um, you do have some things happening at Curveville Family Dental. Well... Am I, am I putting you on the spot there? I noticed. I noticed some changes in the building recently. Oh well, actually, we're we're uh, we're investigating doing some uh, remodeling because the building I uh, have is probably about sixty years old, and it needs some remodeling. It needs to be updated. I mean, all the equipment is modern. We're digital and everything yeah, else. Yeah, and, and that's one thing. But, yeah, everything is is great there. Even the even the X ray gun blew me away that you guys use. <laughs> Really? You know, I used to X-ray pipelines in the oil field, uh-huh. and we'd be out there with gamma uh, radiation mm-hmm. X-raying these pipelines. And it, man, if we had a machine like that, I mean, that would make things so much easier than this gamma camera. It's that, a great it, little yeah. tool. It is. What it's, is it? It's what it is is a it's a portable digital handheld uh, X-ray uh, producer of X-rays. So you can use it uh, very safely. It uses minimal radiation, a lot less than the kind that electromagnetic. Were on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so it's really helpful in that respect. So when people have uh, any kind of concerns about taking X-rays, which a lot of people do, um, these are so minimal. You get more uh, radiation by going out and standing outside for 15 minutes in the sun than you're going to get from a full series of X-rays that we take. So. It's it's nothing to it's be amazing. concerned about. That's it's ama- amazing. So you yeah. don't have to hold your kid up to the machine anymore and put, you know <laughs> bite up on that where you had to stand still and everything. Yeah. I mean, you still got to be still, I'm sure, for the yeah, X-ray. You but, do. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doctor Rivas, thank you so much for joining us today, Thanks man. Thanks for and, having me, guys. Uh, we're so grateful that you could come in here and, and share with us about. I, I learned so much about the acid part. Me you know, too. I I never knew that. I never knew that sugar, once it met bacteria, was converted to acid. You know, and uh, I might change a few things in my routine now based off the information that you just gave me. Mm-hmm. That's I great. mean, it, because it, I, I never understood it before. Well, that's, you know, that's and, super. And uh, now I do I, how that works. You know, I never knew acid was what was the main. I, I always thought it was sugar. Me too. <laughs> me too. It is yeah. sugar. Indirectly. Yeah. Converted. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So is there anything else while we're here uh, on the podcast that you um, want to talk about this morning? Well, I just want to say that if you have questions, we're in the process of also updating our website. So we don't have a lot of information uh, about things, but uh, we are at CurvilleFamilyDental.com. Uh, okay. So uh, you can see some of the information about us there if you wanted to. But basically, we're, we're working on trying to, like I said, 
getting things together to do a remodel in the very near future here and uh, just kind of update because it's nice to have a nicer facility but in terms of the technology and stuff we have that and we have the expertise i've been doing this for 30 years i have a staff that all of them have been in it for about 30 years so it's it's a pretty good good well-oiled machine at it this is point. it's great uh, great facility and great people there as Thank well you. and if you're if you're looking for a dentist Look no further than Dr. Rivas with Curvo Family Dental. I'm telling you. Makes you, you feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I when it's time to go to the dentist, I have another appointment in January for a teeth cleaning. When it's time to go in, I'm like, oh, I'm not like, oh man, I got to go into the dentist. No, you, you go in, you talk with Dr. Rivas and, and you have a good experience every time. So uh, thank you so much, Dr. Rivas. This is going to be number episode uh, 38 of the Curvo Podcast, curvopodcast.com. And... What a great episode, John. Yeah, yeah, we got Gibson's next week. Uh, next week or Thursday? Uh, next podcast, Thursday. Okay, Thursday, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, And that's Michael from Gibson's will be in here yes. on Thursday. So looking forward to that one. That's going to be a great episode, and we're just going to keep this thing rocking two times a week. Curvopodcast.com. You can also look up Podcast on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify as well. You can search Podcast on Facebook and YouTube as well so uh big shout out to uh dr revis once again thank you so much for coming in and spending your time with us i know you're very busy over there there we go at curville family dental there's there it is there's the applause right there people all right we're gonna go ahead and end this one we'll be back thursday with michael from gibson's